Welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman, sitting in front of my fire and reflecting on what a wild ride 2020 has been. One bright spot for me is this Relatable podcast. I love this year-end review episode. It's such a great opportunity for us to say thank you to all of our guests for allowing us to hear their personal stories and benefit from their sage advice. This year, we talked to athletes, C-suite executives, entrepreneurs, educators, and personal friends. As you listen to this next episode, you will hear Missy and I share a little bit about each of our interviews from 2020. We talk highlights and behind-the-scenes happenings. We hope these interviews brought you some inspiration, laughter, and even a little bit of new knowledge. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Real Relatable community. Enjoy this episode. What a year. (laughs) I've decided, I was thinking about us having this conversation, and I thought, of all the things to talk about, at least this for me was a bright spot in terms of all the people that we got to talk with. Definitely. And um, while we could sit here and just lament (laughs) and hash what has been difficult about 2020, I think that's the obvious and people already right. know that. They don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be a good distraction. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And we're uh, obviously wishing everyone a very happy uh, 2021. Yes. And and here's to like things getting at least reasonably back to normal. I'm just hoping. Right. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Uh, so our year in review, yep. I was very looking forward to this conversation uh-huh. and this episode. Yep. Um, just one, because it kind of wraps up the year. And I think about when you and I sat down in the beginning of 2020 and we mapped out what we wanted this year to look like and we had some goals for ourselves and mm-hmm. I think we I think uh, we kind of knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting. Yep. I know. <laughs> from, a, from a business <laughs> perspective, but also just from, from the podcast. Like right. just... Um, we still get people that want to talk to us. I know. That will sit down. <laughs> I know. And really cool people with diverse backgrounds and, um, you know, and I just think about all the different types of individuals that we talk to and the careers mm-hmm. that we've heard about. And yeah. even some of these people, both you and I know very well, you know, being able to plug into our network, but just feeling like I'm learning every time, you know, even though there's people that I know really well, right. um, there's always something right. that I take away and feel like, wow, that's something yep. that I'm going to like take with me and can use, yep. use going yep. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think what we'd like to do is maybe just go through and talk about our guests yep. because one, we feel like we want to honor them by giving them a little more airtime right. as, a, as a note of appreciation um, and also just in case someone didn't get to listen to all of our episodes, right. they listen to this one, they'll get a sense of what these interviews were like and what mm-hmm. we talked about and it may indicate which one they want to try out right? if they haven't I agree. already yeah. listened. So if you are a first-time listener, welcome. (laughs) Uh, We've definitely seen our numbers progressing. We just had our little analytics conversation with our friend Dave, and um, he supports all of our tech stuff, and um, we're definitely trending upwards in terms of our listenership. So thank you to everybody that's supporting Relatable. Audience, yeah. 
So first step was Dan <laughs> Perlmutter. Yes. That's yeah, a hard name to say. It is a hard actually. name to say. <laughs> right. Um, so and we, we just call him Butter. That's yeah. it. <laughs> butter or Mutter? Butter. Oh, Butter. Butter. Oh, yeah, that's a great name for him. I know, right? Um, so he's obviously a close friend of, of you and Larry's, but mm-hmm. he was gracious to actually drive up here from a little behind <clears throat> the did, scenes. Right. Came up here from yeah. North Carolina. We got to spend two, two like I think two nights together because yeah. we had the interview, mm-hmm. but then we got to yeah, socialize a little yeah. bit afterwards. Yeah. For me, I think with Dan, just his availability, you know, I think the realness and the candor and also I felt like with that interview we got a um, inside view into athletics at a, at a D1 school but also just thinking about athletic performance and kind of the student mindset mm-hmm. and all the things that they're doing to help them develop and right. grow even right. beyond the sport yeah. just that they're really cultivating right. and developing humans they are, right um, yep. I really I those were some of the highlights for me anything stuck um, out for you mine was encouraging people to push outside of their comfort zone and that's the way that you grow Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because I know him, I know he does that all the time and he, but, and his athletes love him. They, he still keeps in touch with a bunch of them even years later, but you know, that connection and that even if they hate him in the moment, by the time they're finished and they realize everything that he's done to help them, I thought that was awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's funny you say that because I do remember him talking about fear mm-hmm. and embarrassment yep. and how that is such a driver for behavior. Mm-hmm. And if you can get over that and get over yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thank you, Dan. That was, uh, I'd love to even talk to him again too, just to kind of get yeah. around too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he was, he was really fun to talk to. Yeah. And then Gretchen um, was next and mm-hmm. she was a friend of mine from high school. That's one of the things I know I've mentioned in a lot of my intros, but I'm reconnecting with a lot of people that, you know, either through my network or, you know, through my own interest. So she mm-hmm. works at Mason and there's a lot that I'm interested in about helping people in that demographic. Right. And so we yeah. connected on that and, and got back together. And I think what I really loved about Gretchen's story is just how she was thoughtful and intentional about navigating what she wanted to do mm-hmm. and how she had goals and was very specific about get, making and, and achieving those goals. And then right. also recognizing like starting out and I think it was acquisition recruiting and feeling like ah, this mm-hmm. isn't quite it right. and then kind of finding her way yeah. and then obviously having some of that personal crisis go on and mm-hmm. then be able to kind of take a break, you know, reset and then, and pursue um, what she really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that, um, in addition to just the, what she's teaching and how much that resonates with the TFA mission right. around yep. soft skills development. Right. Yep. And I thought that too, it, that we try to focus on, there's not one line to get to where you wanted to go and it's all the zig and the zag. And, and I think that she was a great example of all of that because she did turn, make 90 degree turns and then, you know, coming back and kind of dealt with what was handed to her, but didn't lose sight of what she really wanted yeah. and wasn't afraid to go after what she wanted to do. So, yeah, I thought that was huge. Problem. And just as a side note, I got to interview her at her house. So some of our interviews, we were on location yeah. uh, before COVID, which was always <laughs> right. fun. Right. And then um, she has a super cool mod house. <laughs> um, so if she's listening, uh, Gretchen, I love your, your, how you decorated your house at home. It was really cool. Um, and it was nice to kind of be on location and do something different. And it was in the town that we grew up in and knew each other from. So that was kind of cool too. Yeah. Um, and then good old Megan and Luke. So that was their second visit right. with us, and we actually need to get them in for the third round because it's we. I can't of, believe it. Yeah, the fall is when we were tar- tar- target, and I'm mm-hmm. what a bizarre year for them from the last time we talked to them. So right. we'll we'll try to get them in before the end of mm-hmm. um, twenty or before the summer um, yeah. because well we still can catch them in their junior year. I know. Yeah, unbelievable. Which is crazy. I, know. Yeah. I can't believe it. I think what struck me about their interview is just 
you can really tell a difference between even that first year conversation and the mm -hmm. second year conversation. Yep. I think in terms of the content that we covered, but they also just seemed a little bit more comfortable in their own yep. skin. Yep, I agree. Um, Much more confident and even talking about why it's important, I mean, you know, how to make themselves stand out with their professors and coaches and they were just more comfortable in doing that. That's what I learned from them. That and, and I love how different they are. So mm -hmm. that's the other thing that I think we didn't necessarily set out to do, but they're very different personalities. Mm -hmm. And I love that because, I mean, obviously they're not representing the entire <laughs> age group, <laughs> but, but components of it, given mm -hmm. that they're super different right. Um, right. gender wise, but then in terms of interests and mm -hmm. friend groups and yep. how they approach yeah work so yeah. I'm excited to talk to them again and I, I mean I obviously Luke I know <laughs> very well but just you know seeing I mean I've even seen massive development between them even sophomore mm -hmm. and junior year so yeah. it's, it's fascinating yeah. and yeah. I always love it when we have our young yeah, talent people I know. yeah yeah and I wish maybe we, had, we that's maybe one goal for us this next year is try mm -hmm. to get a few more, try get more. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Christopher Robin oh my god name I know well, it's interesting with Chris's interview, we, a lot of our friends, we have similar friends on Facebook, we're connected. We, we received a lot of feedback uh -huh. that people really enjoyed our conversation and that there was a, it's kind of weird to say because I was part of it, but that there was like a realness to it or kind of a, an authenticity. And I think even for him and I uh -huh. talking about some of that stuff, like we'd never really talked about it in that way before. Right, right. So that was yeah, kind of cool. I know that was. I thought that was cool too. And just, I mean, you know, being on the sidelines of that, I thought that was awesome. But also, just he's such a genuine guy. Anyone that is willing to leave the huge business, mm -hmm. success, money, everything he had to go help other people, and he's still pursuing that in teaching. Yeah. Like he didn't. He didn't go back to it, and he just, and he's happy. Yeah. And I love that. And I just have always thought of him, and still think of him. He's such an interesting person, and has mm -hmm. like his interests and hobbies and just the fact that he's traveled the world like he's such a great person for me to know it keeps me somewhat exposed to outside of the bubble right. that we live in right mm -hmm. here in yeah northern virginia <laughs> right. so i always appreciate that about about him and just really being so honest about you know coming out and what that was like for him and i think um you know just i think that's still even today even though we've come a long way you know, we talked to Brandon too, I think that was mm -hmm. last year, but you mm -hmm. know, even so, it's not easy. No. So hopefully if, if anybody did hear that, that's going through that, you know, right. it would be helpful to them. Yeah. Yep. And then Ryan Rich. Um, so Ryan was really fun for me because uh, he's someone that we, like I met just in life, right, doing something uh -huh. and thought, oh, he'd be really cool to yeah. interview. And that's another great thing about the podcast is it it's just this entree to meet other people or mm -hmm. a way to have deeper conversation. And I think someone that that played in college and played soccer at Princeton, no less, and probably, I think, talked a little bit about some professional looks and then yeah. yep. what that whole process was like and then really being able to find a way to have that in your life mm -hmm. um, and do some cutting-edge stuff, like right. in terms of being the executive director of that program. Right, right. That he, yeah. Even though, I mean, you know, he said it took a minute to get him there because he kept, that the person that mm -hmm. started it kept reaching out and reaching out and reaching out and then they figured out a way to make it work and I thought, yeah, I agree. I thought that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, and I, the other thing I thought was so interesting too about him is just how intent he is on like, well, his financial background right. and making sure that what he's doing is going to provide for his family but also I think what came through for me in that conversation was how much he cares about his work mm -hmm. and how he really wants to promote the sport and right. promote kind of what that club yeah. can do. Right, and help kids pursue their dreams. Yeah. And yeah, 
and, and connecting kids to the people that can make that happen. Yeah. That's sure. what I think is really cool by, you know, hosting all of those, so, yeah. you know, everything. clinics, yeah. anything, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Megan. So, Megan, um, we interviewed Beth last year, and then, and that actually is one of our most listened to mm-hmm. podcasts still today. Yeah. Um, she's definitely a popular yeah. <laughs> in the relatable world. <laughs> so, thank you, Beth. And then her daughter, I thought, I, I think the biggest thing for me with that conversation is just how brave Megan is, and also how is very like knows exactly kind of her thoughts and opinions is very clear about that line and mm-hmm. what she's standing up for right and I uh did not have that at that age right. and I think I still sometimes I struggle say, still sometimes <laughs> I'm like maybe it's okay, conviction right? right being that convicted yeah. um yep. I don't know and yeah. so that being convicted and I and not apologizing for it right right and then really creating this legacy mm-hmm. um already right it's just right that's huge, that, right? That for I mean, me she, was... set, she has set her bar, and she knows that, like, she, this is where, if you want to be part of my world, this is where you're going to be, right? Like, yeah. you join me on this level. So, and I thought that was great. And, you know, also just an important lesson to teach the youth, you know, how to treat other people and how to respect other people. And, I mean, you know, that that is her mission, and I think that's great. For sure. Yeah. And I think there's a big education piece. I mean, one of the things I told, you know, my boys is we're all listening to that together, um, because I think part of this isn't just about at least in the context of her interview, just bashing men or, you know, for, for the purpose of, if you haven't listened to it, she talks a bit about an equality and respect mm-hmm. issue at her high school between the girls and the boys. And I think um, for me, it was less about bashing men or boys and more about just education of what right. it feels like mm-hmm. when certain things are said and how yes. they're said. Right. And some, I think that's sometimes the only way for people to learn a lesson is to, you know, live through it yeah. or experience it because it's kind of hard sometimes to put yourself in other people's shoes and fully understand what is happening. Yeah. So, yeah. And kind of didn't care about her, like, social mm-hmm. currency, mm-hmm. right? And it was just sort yeah. of like, I'm just going to do that. Right. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then Tara A., our mindfulness expert. Right. So what's cool about the conversation with Tara is that um, some of the consulting work I do for this mm-hmm. other organization, we hired her oh, to awesome. do a kind of meditative happy hour thing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, during COVID when everybody's working at home and being virtual uh, she came in and did a workshop for us. So if you're listening, she's, you know, someone to check out, you know, her info. Uh, if you look, go to our website, you can find it's on our website, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how to get in touch with her. But she she did a great job. And I think what I loved about her interview and just going through that workshop with her, it's all so practical and normal and pragmatic. Right. Um, and, of course, it's pretty cool that she kind of left yeah, a lot. Yeah, she left. To, right. Yeah. Right. And, but, and then figured out a way to incorporate both worlds. Yeah. Once she was ready to go back to work. Yeah. But also on her own timeline. I just, I thought, I found it fascinating. My sister is the same way, but just a forever student, you know, just yes. <laughs> when it fits in, then that's when I'm going to do it. But yeah, my sister will say too, she never feels right unless she's like in school studying for something. Mm. So, but I mean, you know, Tara took her time and when it fit, then it fit. And then that's, then that's how she figured out that what she was doing was right. Yeah. That's what I took away from that, that when it's right, it will click and there's no Yeah, and just being there. around, you know, certain people, just being around certain people, mm-hmm. she's just, her energy is super calming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even before she's right. like doing the workshop, right. I'm like, how do you get to that state <laughs> right. of zen? So yeah. yeah, she was really, it was really cool. And she's someone that I didn't know at all. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, some of the people we've talked to, we both have either, you know, very familiar and then some of these folks, 
you know, really no background, and that's fun, too, for a whole mm -hmm. other host right. of Essence, yeah. yeah. Dan Helfrich. Oh, my goodness. This one still is, I mean, I think in that interview, you, everybody in the room could see the light bulb go off in my head when he was talking <laughs> about his social yeah. circles and the way that he handled his friends and being social in high school and how it wasn't top priority to always be at the parties and everything, but, you know, he had his goals and he figured out a way to make it work, but, and he turned out fine. So... And my oldest is very much like that, and I always worry that he is not getting, you know, enough socialization and everything. And but, you know, he's he does what works for him. And and Dan saying that, I was just like, it was like so reassuring oh, to yes. you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a couple of things with Dan. One, I'm extremely appreciative that he gave up that time to be with us. Um, you know, he runs a significantly huge part of Deloitte <laughs> and and is a busy man and has a lot going on. So so just taking that time out and then. Even being back at the office there um, was really fun for me, and to even show uh -huh. you, yeah. like I think I showed you where you know my office mm -hmm. used to be, and just uh -huh. kind of being back in that space was really fun. It's a beautiful building, and then the, the airplane, I remember right. the airplanes and everything. Right. So just in terms of like you know tactically what happened, but then mm -hmm. I think the thing about Dan that I I admire is his ability to kind of be efficient with his time mm -hmm. and maximize those moments. Mm -hmm. There's a story I can't remember if I told this during our interview or not. Um, but you know, when I first met Dan, he's got one of those personalities, like you want to spend more time with them because he's just super likable mm -hmm. and he's smart and you mm -hmm. feel like I could really yeah. learn from him. Right. And yeah. I remember reaching out and saying, Hey, do you want to grab lunch? And he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, what? Why? Like I was so hurt by it. But then after I got to know him better, it's, you know, you can spend 15 minutes and that 15 minutes would be what most people cover in a lunch, right? Uh -huh. He's just super efficient with right. his time and also intentional about that. Uh -huh. And I also think he takes leadership and, you know, the accountability for all those people uh -huh. really seriously. He does take it serious. And it shows. Yeah. Uh -huh. And he's someone who, I mean, at a really early on, I think was identified as like a, as someone who's really skilled and like well positioned in that uh -huh. professional services industry. Yep. So it was really... It was a great interview, and I'm appreciative of it. And he does sure. more before 7 a.m. than most people do in three days. I think of him all the time. It's so funny. I think of him all the time when I make my shake, because I make a lot of shakes now. And he's, didn't he say he usually starts his day with something green yes. and yeah, liquid? Yeah. And uh, a workout. And a workout. And then he keeps going and going and going and going. Right. <laughs> so true. Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates, your one-stop shop for soft skills development, speaking, coaching, and workshops. If you'd like to hire Teresa, or for information on our upcoming workshops, visit www.teresafreemanassociates.com for more information. Yeah, definitely. Like if you if you need a little motivation, mm -hmm. you kind of want to get you know he's right. listen to that episode because I yeah. think you could you could get a little zip in your step yep. after that. Yeah. And then Justin. Oh my gosh. Yes. Love him. We were. I know he was so nice, and we were so lucky to get him. You know, our first yeah. is our first professional athlete. <clears throat> yeah, I think it, it is, yeah. or he is. And I think what struck me about that conversation, well, there was a lot, but all the setbacks. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and, and like kind of injuries and setbacks uh -huh. and not necessarily being ID'd so early on that it was uh -huh. like a, a sure thing. Right. That he really had to work for it. Right. And then even being able to talk about like kind of the high school, college, and then pro experience like that, uh -huh. just that whole trajectory and, yep. and the reality of that, not just like what 
I think people imagine that to be. Right. And and the hard work that goes into right. it. Right. And then his just demeanor, like he's just so kind and I think thoughtful and without, I hopefully this isn't offensive, but sweet, right? And yes. like you don't think of an O-lineman. Right. It's like right. being those things. But <laughs> yes. yeah, anything else that's... Besides the hard work, yeah. I mean, he didn't play a varsity game until halfway through his junior year. But putting in all that hard work, knowing that he had to work harder because maybe he wasn't as big as other people or, you know, just recognizing that and being willing to do it. But also that he still makes time for his family, like still playing video games with his brother, you know, mm-hmm. even, you know, just on thank goodness for technology. Right. But still that that's how you can show family is really important. And I just I loved that, that, you yeah. know, was still wanting to be close to his family and, you know, so. and a little sneak peek. We talked to um, Josh School. Yeah, uh, in 2021. Yep. So we teased that. I and mean, yeah, I think we talked a little bit about him during the interview, but mm-hmm. that's also a great interview um, mm-hmm. and fascinating career path and great discussion. But I do, yeah, their, their sense of family and that family unit is super special mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And I think, I don't know if it was, if we talked about it when we spoke with him, but he got engaged right. It was right after. Right after. So mm-hmm. congratulations. Right. It was right <laughs> after, but before the episode was published. Yeah. I think so. So that's exciting. Yeah. And I hope, uh, I know there's, it's been a tumultuous season, mm-hmm. you know, for them. Um, but I have seen him on the field a bit here and yeah. there. And yep. um, they play the Redskins next. I know. Not to date ourselves in the terms of the podcast. I but know. Yeah. So. It's crazy. I'm rooting for you, but I'm really rooting for the Redskins. <laughs> or the Washington football team. Right. Oh, uh, Courtney. That was our next one, oh my Courtney, Courtney Davis. Yeah, I mean, I think we cried in this episode, right? I think we did, all <laughs> of us. Um, and Courtney is one of those people that, I mean, really, I don't know that I've met anyone so uh, willing to be vulnerable and open and is just genuinely authentic all mm-hmm. the time. She's yep. really, she really shared a lot about sort of intimate aspects of her mm-hmm. life and real challenges. And I think getting a window into, you know, it's not always lollipops and rainbows. Right. And I think adjusting her own, like, choices and path, and, mm-hmm. and she's been through a lot. Right. And and she's yep. not, I mean, she's not that old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's no. like, and she's right. lived a lot yeah. in, in the life right. that she's had so far. Yep. And then obviously, I mean, I've known her a long time. Anything mm-hmm. I you? know, I just felt inspired because, I mean, you know, when she knew, when she knew things were going on in her life, she um, she was willing to take a step back from life to fix what was wrong and then re-enter into the same, I mean, in the same world, coming back better and stronger mentally than ever and physically because, you know, she's done this whole, like, program. Yeah, Yeah, but just having the confidence to be able to do that. And, I mean, I thought that was huge. It is. It is. You're right. And I think mental health, I mean, is such an important, I feel like the one thing about COVID that's been, at least from my perspective, I'm hearing a lot more about support for mental health. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing, I, like, I listen to a lot mm-hmm. of podcasts and there's a lot of advertisements. I even mentioned it, I think, on our last intro. But just there's so much to your mental health and to taking care of yourself. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, just like you go to the doctor for a sprained wrist or, you know, we all, you know, have injuries. Mm-hmm. You don't think of mental health in that way. And it really yep. is a part of you just like everything mm-hmm. else. So the fact that she put such good color on that and you could really kind of hear the difference mm-hmm. it made yep. by addressing right. it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, she's, she's a special, know. special lady. Then we had Sonia, who's your good yeah, friend. Yes. Yep. Uh, who I, I love that conversation. That was First, good. she's got a sass to her. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. And she is like quippy and I love that. Like you could just, yep. I don't know, I really enjoyed her energy and, and the yep. dynamic. And then she's sort of rooted in, not sort of, she is rooted in, 
the environment and in the demographic that I'm really passionate mm-hmm. about. So hearing firsthand from her what she's seeing with yeah. teens right. and how she's able to both in her work within the high school, but then she got that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. county right. sponsored yep. role. Mm-hmm. And I just really, I feel like I learned a lot in that conversation. Right. Like where yeah. it was like, oh, I was like taking, right. taking right. notes. <laughs> and I think gave us great advice, right? As parents, uh-huh. like here's a couple things to be looking yep. out for. Um, and I think her honesty about her own kids and, mm-hmm. you know, you think of people in academia or in the school system and it's like they all have perfect Right, they know and, exactly what to do all the time, and yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, but that was yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and and she's she been gracious mm-hmm. to uh, us in terms of you know giving us opportunities to work with some yep. of the Westfield kids, yeah. and so yeah, I'm really grateful for that, and just that she spent time with us. I know it was good, and I like that she. I mean, she's a great. We cried in that one too. Yeah, a we bit. did. Yep. We did. <laughs> we I'm, definitely did. It's like, is it Barbara Walters? She's right. the one that makes everyone cry. <laughs> or Oprah. I'll be no, the, it's Oprah. Well, both. Oprah's not going to make me cry. Right, that's what people say. But that she, the advice, the biggest piece of advice I think that she gave was, you know, show, be vulnerable with your kids and show them that it's okay to feel things and mm-hmm. feel frustrated with things. And I know that she does that with the students that she works with, too. I mean, she'll tell them dumb stories about things that, you know, we did in high school or whatever. And, you know, she's like, sometimes I have to be selective about what I share. But... Yeah, know, that she does it so that it's a way that they can relate with each other and, and understand, you know, that she's been through it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something I'm working on, which is being a little bit more vulnerable and modeling behavior for my kids around the feeling stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I spent a lot of time, frankly, not feeling things, sort of plowing ahead and being mm-hmm. strong. Yep. That was sort of my path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it And it worked for me in a lot of ways, but I do think it's really important to connect to your feelings uh-huh. and to show your kids how to do that. Yep. So part of it, I'm like, and it was, and interestingly, like that conversation, I think with her and other things that I'm reading, it's really been a goal of mine personally to try mm-hmm. and be better at that. Yep. It's Me not too. so easy. Yep. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> like Courtney, like Courtney, I feel like Courtney's so connected and uh-huh. so good at that. And I have other friends that are very good at like really knowing their emotions mm-hmm. and feelings. Right. And I, I feel like I, that's a growth area. I think I'm good at noticing on other people, but myself. You are an empath. Yeah. Like, you're very good at that, yeah. But myself, yeah. not so much. <laughs> or not that I'll admit So we'll you, hold right? each other accountable. Right. That's what we'll do for 2021. <laughs> um, and then good old Jake, Mike Jakaitis, oh, WTOP. Yes. He's he, nice to sit down with us again since the <laughs> sound quality was not so great last time, but... So he did it again and his, you know, fascinating job yeah. with everything that's happening and, you know, yeah. just reporting on it, so... Yeah, he's yeah. such a phenomenal dude mm-hmm. and I feel like... So kind to give us that time again. And uh, you and I, I mean, really behind the scenes, it's just so hilarious that we were in that radio studio and then had sort of the botched audio. It just, we have a lot of laughs he over kept that. offering the stuff. And we're like, no, we're good. We're yeah, good. we're not good. We're not no. good at all. No. Right. And then Kelly Ricker uh, from CompTIA. Mm-hmm. And really not, she's really a good friend before she's a professional acquaintance. But um, Kelly's conversation, I thought, similar to Tara's in that very calming like mm-hmm. Kelly I just has a great energy about her that I could just kind of listen to her talk all day I right. don't know right she's just yeah. got that kind of voice yep she's funny mm-hmm. and I think she was really great about kind of talking some specifics with her oldest and sort of that process for right. him mm-hmm. but also her own career and I think being intentional and in navigating her network and pushing herself mm-hmm. too right yep. yeah and I think she gave some great advice for young talent and what CEOs or 
presidents or you know really anybody like what they look for in the in the people Talent. that they're hiring right. and yeah and like leadership and mm-hmm. capabilities and right. I think um, she was saying I remember one of the highlights was like be curious and mm-hmm. be like roll up your sleeves and mm-hmm. kind of join the join the team right, right and get yep. it done versus yep. don't like, be afraid to be don't be afraid to get involved and don't wait to be asked just so show that you want to do it and right. you want to be there and yeah for sure the worst that happens is they say we don't need your help here yeah I say, okay <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah no it was yeah that was a great one and I feel like she's someone who also like we're going to talk about Heather in a minute but people that are that are and, and women right that are willing to sort of risk mm-hmm. uh comfort to try something new yeah. it's so courageous I feel like it's so courageous and a little envious of that mm-hmm of that. Um, well, you just did that two years ago, right? So. <laughs> in a different way. In a, yeah, in a different way. There's something about the geo move, right. like up and moving your whole, when you have oh, a network. Oh, and I loved how she explained her small little town that she lives in, <gasps> and know. you know, Don't everybody. Don't you want to, yes, yes right. the redheads. Yes, they, the redheads, they, and everybody knowing knows who they are, so they can't mess up or do anything <laughs> wrong on the streets, but. Um, and then we had Ed Cunningham. Oh my gosh, yeah, he was fun. What a, like, what a career. I know. I just, um, I remember Paul uh, had offered to connect us, and early on um, last year, he, he had said he thought that he would be a great interview, and then Ed is so gracious and immediately said he would chat with us, and I think what I really love about that conversation is that he has had like four or five different careers mm-hmm. since he was in college, and he's right. someone that you could tell, extremely curious, was always I think I like the way he described work too. It, it mm-hmm. didn't. Sometimes work has this connotation of being right. like hard or difficult mm-hmm. or something you don't right. really want to do. Right. And it seemed like everything he talked about, he approached with this like zeal and intention and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and then finding and and kind of having the the side gig. Yep. The hustle. Always have a side hustle. Yeah. And the fact that he left being an analyst when right. that was like mm-hmm. hugely lucrative and right. didn't need right. to do that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he took a stand on concussion right. safety and all, mm-hmm. I don't know, this yeah, really powerful in terms of, you know, you think right. about one person, you think, sometimes I think, oh, I'm just one person, I can't make a difference. And mm-hmm. then you talk to someone like Ed and you're like, holy cow. Right. Like, it does make a difference bringing aware. I know. I think that in every step of his career, I feel like it was, something wasn't right and he was going to be the one that showed that it wasn't right, right? Mm-hmm. Even when he did leave the NFL and his team, remember he was talking about mm-hmm. the team and how... It just wasn't a good environment. Right. And so, I mean, you know, he left. That coach is no longer there. I mean, it's years later anyway. But then, yeah, ESPN just, I don't want to do it anymore. And having the courage to say that and, you know. And then the whole film career. Right. And that documentary that mm-hmm. got him noticed and just, mm-hmm. and that, it, it's that pursuit of passion and interest, mm-hmm. I think, right. is just really inspirational. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Ed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Marianne Sherling. Oh, yeah. That was sweet. That was nice of her to. What was really cool about that and sort of inside scoop on that interview is when I talked to Marianne, I really wasn't a planned interview. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started talking and I said, can I record this conversation? Uh, because she had just gone through this whole process and I feel like we talked to so many kids about applying for, college. applying for yeah. colleges and mm-hmm. have to go through that interview experience or just being uh, prepped and ready. And, mm-hmm. and so, and she, what I love about Marianne and a lot of these people that, that I don't necessarily have is sort of that detail-oriented uh, brain. Mm-hmm. And she was great yeah. about really getting into it. Um, and I think it was fun that we kind of chopped it up and we mm-hmm. did our four-part yeah. series and that was kind of yeah. mixing it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, and we did get some great feedback. She also 
joined one of our workshops yes. and talked to uh-huh. a group uh, yep. about her experience. So that was nice too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yep. I thought that was a really fun yep. episode. Or that, episodes. I, I did too. Yep. And her fun stories that she yeah. shared. And- <laughs> She's funny. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because I know her parents pretty well. Just the comments about uh-huh. when she's like, they were kind of maybe on occasion getting a little pushy or annoying. Right. Just the yeah, right. good stuff. <laughs> if you'd like to advertise with Relatable, please email us at info at tfreemanassociates.com. Oh, Michael Pryor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I, it's funny, you know, I had met him once or twice just through um, getting my son into school where he's the principal or or talking about Scott going there. And then there's just certain people that you meet in your life that make an impression. And for me, he's just one of those people where I feel like he's so genuine and really cares and is and interesting and mm-hmm. has those different facets you know mm-hmm. that we found through the interview yeah and I can tell you just even since the interview like now we kind of are connected and we'll email every now and then and he's mm-hmm. just I don't know he's he's someone that I feel like is really at that great and I maybe even said this in my intro with him that intersection of like what your calling is mm-hmm. and doing it mm-hmm. and loving it right that's kind of yep. what I really felt with him yeah yeah and and recognizing that that's what it was right I mean he did not shy away from saying I mean you know that he felt that God had called him to do that and right. you know and and he is open about his religion and mm-hmm. you know following the the path that way so I thought that was great too yeah it is inspirational people are I think proud of their faith mm-hmm. and talk about their faith openly and I think you know Catholicism is is tricky um given what's happening in the press and there's a lot that can be said right <laughs> you know that's critical of, mm-hmm. of that faith and so I think I don't know there's something about that that I find to be inspirational or just that that he finds a lot of solace and faith right um in that mm-hmm. you know in his own yep. faith and his boxing and acting come on <laughs> that we didn't even know right? what a great I know I was watching the fight the other night and just thinking of him I'm like <laughs> how did he do this I, I mean you know like over and over <laughs> I know I know I just yeah that was a joy that was really right. that was really fun yep. um he just finds a way to be part of all kinds of different worlds and so yeah super yeah. super engaged in life mm-hmm. right that's yeah. one of those people yeah I like to totally. say that yep um and then Greg Clow oh he was fun too he was really yeah. fun and yeah it just was another example of reconnecting with an old friend and talking very tactically about running his own business in, in the finance space and I think I I learned a lot from mm-hmm. that conversation I know you yep. and I were joking like we were taking some notes about right. Uh, and I think the discipline, mm-hmm. which is something that I'm, is a goal for 2021 for me, <laughs> is a little more discipline around certain things mm-hmm. and just being like very clear about those metrics. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think that obviously, you know, was helpful just from a, like someone starting your own business and then hearing that. And then certainly the personal story mm-hmm. of his own battle with cancer and then his dad and just, I don't know, that was pretty emotional too. Right. Right. Just, you know, your peer, yep. and mm-hmm. he was super open and honest about yep. that yep. in kind of all those right. stages. Yeah, I know that was one of my takeaways from that is don't be afraid to advocate for yourself in all things because people don't always have time to do that, you know, especially doctors that, you know, they yeah. want to, I'm sure, but they are so busy. So you have to advocate for yourself in all things and then also giving yourself time to succeed. 
totally. Yeah, it's interesting that advoc- that advoc- advocating like it's it's come up a bit for us here in the last couple months, and I have like two or three occasions where I I wished I had been stronger. Mm-hmm. But there's something about being deferential or you defer mm-hmm. to the medical community. Right. So I think that's a great thing you said mm-hmm. that. And I would say, you know, be assertive when you need to mm-hmm. be and don't right. be afraid to do that. Right. And that's a great message from his. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool yeah. thing is, is he and I have, you know, we stayed in touch. And I think um, he's super supportive of the podcast and is, you know, trying to help us mm-hmm. find guests. And yeah. it's just been a nice uh, relationship and partnership. Right. Yeah. Oh, Miss Natalie is next. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Natalie, what's so great about her story is just that I had kind of forgotten that early in my career, like really my first real kind of professional job, mm-hmm. I met her. And yeah. then all these years later, she surfaced again. And again, Paul had stayed connected with her. But what a what a fascinating tale that oh, she wow. had in terms yeah. of her own trajectory and you know mm-hmm. becoming CEO of her organization mm-hmm. I mean that's no small I agree I think too I mean I like that she being a CEO she still she allows her people to work on their time as long as you're putting in the time mm-hmm. and setting the boundaries I guess I should say she's okay with people setting boundaries like this is my time and so I'm mm-hmm. not going to work on this time but I'll make it up here or and she's okay with that just you know being upfront and understanding that people are not their jobs yeah. And she doesn't want them to be their jobs, that she wants people to be people and they come to work, but they don't, that is not what defines them. Right. So, and her voice is so uh, calming. Right. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. That little Southern <laughs> drop. Yes. And then she, I think too, what I loved about that conversation was the experimenting with lots mm-hmm. of different things mm-hmm. and going to B-School later when she really thought about how she wanted to use it. I don't, mm-hmm. I just, intentional, thoughtful, her own kind of personal crisis and was very open about that and how that impacted her life and I mean it really kind of that whole don't sweat the small stuff like when you go through something pretty significant Mm -hmm. it really allows you to just not be so torn up about Mm -hmm. things that you know it just happens right Mm -hmm. yep yeah it was uh, a real joy and she's someone else that now we're reconnected we're gonna have um, zoom coffee next week okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, and then Ken Merritt yeah you have a little that soft spot for Ken. I do. I do have a little soft spot yeah. for him. <laughs> I know. It's hard not to. He's, yeah. he's just, he's another special human. Right. He's for fascinating sure. and genuine. And and I thought he, you know, really uh, was able to talk about some of the um, equality issues and equity issues and just had a way of talking about that for me that was helpful and mm-hmm. educational and without kind of harshness right Right. or or feeling Mm -hmm. kind of the chip right right? Mm -hmm. it just really it wasn't a defensive conversation Mm -hmm. or comments it was right it was open and let's all work together and I mean I know I know he's exhausted we've lived it in our house for the last few months too and I'm exhausted for Larry but you know that he just said you know what we'll rest when it's done but right now and it's not even just Black Lives Matter or anything he's like we need to take a step back and, and okay. fight for equality for special needs and for women and, um, you know, just anybody, mental health, like all of it. We just need to really take a step back and fix everything. Right. Because what's happening, you know, it's not the right way. Like it, the system is broken right. and there isn't, if everything was right, there would not be a need for affirmative action or any of that. So agree. Yeah. And I think the other cool thing for me is seeing him leave the, the firm that we were at and that security and, and going and really being a big success at a smaller consulting firm and then you know, kind of replicating that now. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just really cool to see that growth and then also to see how he is now using that to develop other talent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and can create opportunities. Right. It just that and also his passion for education and that mm-hmm. education was sort of his way right. out. Like those were right. some of the yep. key highlights for right. me. And his plan versus and plan and opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like finding that balance between those things. So And he's gotten a lot of traffic on LinkedIn. There's been mm-hmm. a lot of awesome. reaction Good. and I think emotional uh, reaction to to the interview and to his uh, discussion. So thank you, Ken. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I know that was a good one. It was good. good. And then Heather, as we wrapped up with Heather. She was so fun. What a great life. (laughs) Three really cool jobs. But I know. I think what, because I know her so well, what really um, surprised me, or at least that I, maybe I knew, but I didn't really fully know, is how intentional she's been about Mm -hmm. each move uh, and how she took time to really. Like Natalie, the exploration of mm-hmm. before leaving Facebook, I think that really struck me because when I was at Deloitte, I had similar struggles. And I mm-hmm. I do question if I had spent a little more time exploring before mm-hmm. jumping. I'm, I'm happy where I am now, and I think mm-hmm. it's where I should be. But that advice to just take time. Mm-hmm. If you're mid-career, you know, if you've been someone for a few years, like before you make that jump, mm-hmm. that was really helpful. And then, yeah, and just... um. I think that move to New York, like I know we were, t- I talked about mm-hmm. it before, but being her friend at that time and, and feeling like she's crazy to like right. go there all by herself in this big city and not really know how to open an office and what she was able to make out of that experience mm-hmm. and create that massive networking group. Yeah. I don't know. It just, right. it's know. really it's, impressive. Right. Yep. And just, I mean, I think she even said, you know, people aren't going to come find me. So, right. Like you got to put yourself out there and. Um, you know, that, that's how, that's how you get recognized, just putting yourself out there and then things may come to you, but you also have to make those things happen. Yes. And her figuring that out or just living that, that she, you know, created her own happiness and she wanted to focus on her career and, and being at peace with that and knowing that mm-hmm. that's what she should do. And, you know, did not give into the social pressures that are given to women that, I mean, you know, you have to have it all career, family, kids, all of it. And, you know, she took it one step at a time when she felt that it was right. Right, in her own time. mm -hmm. Yeah. I think also just being really honest about that, about when she was leaning in and Mm -hmm. and when she kind of felt like it was time. And then also um, the thing that I I think Heather is this great mix of she's super intelligent and she's driven and ambitious and she's warm and kind Mm -hmm. and emotional. Yeah. She just has that. I don't know. That's such a nice mixture. Mm-hmm. Like Dan has that, right? Like there, this idea right. of like people that are, I've seen super driven, very successful, kind of type A mm-hmm. people that are CMO, CEOs, you know, mm-hmm. and then Beth Johnson, like Heather, Dan, a lot, a lot of these people that we've talked to mm-hmm. have this humility and kindness in mm-hmm. addition to that drive. And it's just a nice, it's a nice I intersection. And I, I think too, they are setting the bar for, how it should people, be done, right? Yeah. Like how it should be done. Yeah. You should ex- have expectations, but you don't have to be a big jerk about it. Like you can yeah. treat people as people and care about them and, you know, want successes for them. And, you know, I, and I, I think that that's huge, but yeah, for sure. So they let's all take advantage of their soft skills that they have, yes, right? Yes, they do. <laughs> Go, Missy. They do. That's right. That's so... what makes them nice. They have those. <laughs> and they right. use them. That's right. So before we wrap, I think a couple things we should talk about 
teasing what we're going to expect here in 2021. So we've got a couple of interviews already mm-hmm. lined up. Yep. We're going to talk about the FBI with Josh, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about the film industry. Yes. Right? That's going to be fun. With um, McGinley. Sean, Sean McGinley. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple of ones that are coming up. I'm trying to get a conversation with a recent political appointee, so we'll talk more about that, yep. hopefully. Now's a busy um, time for him, though, so. I know, I know. <laughs> it is a busy time. Right. But we'll see if we can get him on. And then um, I think in terms of the year, we want to definitely hear some more from our, our young voices, mm-hmm. right? Get yep. some more of our young voices and then continue to try. And um, I think we, we're, tra- we're trying to chase down a comedian, too. Yep. Another comedian. Yep. Um, but I think we just, this, this variety of people and different professions mm-hmm. and kind of hearing their stories yeah there's no way anybody knows everything that's out there and yeah someone may hear what they and they're that's what I want to do yeah so yeah and I would be remiss if we close without me saying thank you for all of your help and support thank you (laughs) this is my sanity check for the last eight or nine months love relatable it makes me so happy it brings me a lot of joy and it's really kind of I wouldn't even say a labor of love because I just rarely feels like work when Mm -hmm. we're doing it right yeah, it is fun. So thank you. And until uh, 2021, yeah, we wish everyone a happy holiday season yeah. and warm wishes for health and wellness. And we'll see you again in 2021. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa. <laughs> nice. That's my favorite. There we go. Yeah. <laughs>